Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning. Welcome. Hour number three begins. It is 8.07. On this Trash Talking Tuesday, thanks to Florence Recycling, the Bob Rose Show, Greg Cassidy is here, and your time check is brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. Today, I get my skin checked. I'm reminding you, please make an appointment, get your skin checked at least once a year, especially you live here in the Sunshine State, and the things that we go, oh, that looks kind of weird, are usually nothing, and the things we go... Hmm, that doesn't look like much. Yeah. Other things that kill us. Yeah. So why don't you go to an expert, you know, a dermatologist, and have them check you over? It, it is worth the effort. Why take the chance? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah, we caught it in time. A few inches out of your face. Not going to make a huge difference. Wow. <laughs> I mean, depending on where it is, I guess you could sort of get a facelift out of it, maybe. Or mm, way to look at it. Or it could be malignant and things don't go well after that. Anyway. So do that. That's my public service announcement for today. The New York ruling against Trump is a top story. And I don't know that we could see anything that is more obvious than clearly a branch of our judicial system. This would be the New York court system uh, under the attorney general of that state, uh, Letitia James, using, using that system to obliterate, to hurt, Uh, to do anything damaging to the number one political candidate for the opposing party. Mm -hmm. You know that former President Trump will have to liquidate and try to come up with, well, it'll be just about half a billion dollars when it's all said and done when you include the penalties and interest. $450 million. Wow. Does he have that? I doubt he has it in a vault. He uh, He would have to sell one of the other things is you can't run your company in New York. Mm-hmm. One of the other things is you can't get any loans from New York banks. Wow. I mean. <laughs> okay. Let's just tie the guy's hands at every single angle of doing business while you want a half a billion dollars out of him. And all of this happened under an obscure New York uh, fraud statute that does not require any harm be done. He, they, they say he inflated the values of properties, even though the cover sheet clearly defined these are the values that we come up with. We know you have to do your due diligence. That's the letter to the bank, to the lenders, and they wouldn't allow that to be part of the evidence. Clearly, the judge already had his mind made up. So the biggest piece of evidence that says this is how this should operate is wasn't submissible. Correct. Yeah. That and, doesn't seem quite, I don't know fair and equitable in our court system well and that's the thing is none of it is no it's not that this even being brought uh to attention no was purely political uh letitia james ran for office on promising to get trump to get trump 
And I guess you could say, well, she's done that because even if a court of appeals reverses this, there's going to be a lot of damage done to his company. Now, he hopefully will have the last laugh if there is such a thing. And I'm pretty sure at some point in time he will he's already moved his residence a few years back. But I I could see him oh, leaving the Big Apple and you know, Kevin O'Leary, the the guy from Shark Tank yeah. who has a lot of money and deals with a lot of investors. Oh yeah. I think they're feeling the same way that how can you take a chance to do business in New York City that if they decide mm. For political purposes or whatever, yeah. that they could destroy you in this manner. Yeah, it's frightening. Because who would have dreamed Trump, the man, the real estate guy, the most well-known person associated with New York City, and they're trying to bring him down this way? Yeah, and I mean, and you'd think if you go through somebody's business and it's that large, you'd think you could just find some things. Um, but in this case, wow. I mean, really, they had to go over the top yeah. and... Um, this is this is on your way to destroying your political enemies. He might be the first political prisoner if he if he has to do any jail time. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. It really is. Uh, let's go to the Davis Gainesville Chevrolet Skylines. And Tony, you're on the air. And that so-called judge, Bob, he he made a ruling even before the trial was set. So he already found Trump guilty of this before the trial. And in response to that, the American people, the truckers are boycotting New York City. And I know you've heard about this movement. They're just, they have said, we're not bringing anything else. And last night I was on Twitter, and there was an empty, I mean, there was empty truck stops all around New York. This is straight out of Ayn Rand. When the moochers go after the producers, the people who make or do nothing, persecute those who work their lives off to do something for this country. And now the producers are standing back. We're just going to go galt. You want to have your progressive democratic city have it but you will starve to death in it thanks bob yeah yeah thanks for putting that together this judge yeah as you said he he already made his mind up but it's interesting in some of his remarks about the sentencing he talked about you know trump not answering sentences uh questions i'm sorry and then speaking about issues that had nothing to do uh with the case etc but He's using that as justification for the for how he's penalizing him. But like you said, he had already decided he was guilty long before that. But he wants to try to punish Trump additionally because he didn't like his attitude. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Let's go to the Davis Gainesville Chevrolet Skylines. Mark, you're on the air. Hey, uh, yeah. Hi, Bob and Greg. Um, yeah, thanks for covering so well on the um, Trump property situation um i think um I, I i didn't know that he had fully relocated to florida so thanks for clarifying that but uh um i think what uh trump should do in new york is, like our old detroit buddy eminem did in the, the slim shady uh, and like hannity did he, he, he should raise one finger on each hand up and just get the heck out of new york and let them fend for themselves without his property tax money i i really uh, you know there'll be a time to do that He's already probably going to have to almost sell at at fire sale prices if he need you know mm-hmm. if he's going to liquidate as quickly as he needs to because he wants to try to get this behind him. Sure, and he wants the court of appeals to hear it. Um, look, even if he wins this, it has done what they designed it to do: made his life extremely difficult and taken up his time 
dealing with these issues when normally uh, a candidate would be out campaigning. Right. So it it has done the damage that they set out to. I feel like it'll probably get reversed in the Court of Appeals. But again, I don't know what the makeup of that court is either. We'll have to wait and see. One of the big issues that people are going to be voting on when they go to the polls in November is going to be the immigration issues, the lack of a secure border, us being overrun, uh, the financial uh, responsibility that that adds up to, the increased crime rate that follows that kind of massive immigration so that is going to be a big issue. If they can get anybody talking about other things, that, I would imagine, benefits the Democrats. Because mm-hmm. this one is a big issue. It didn't ha- This wasn't a hurricane. This wasn't COVID that happened to a president. You know, this is a president, Joe Biden, who went into office and repealed all the executive orders allowing this mass immigration to take place. Interesting piece, Breitbart. Um Presidents who warned against mass immigration. Calvin Coolidge was one of them. Drastically reduced annual legal immigration levels in the U.S., stabilizing the nation's population following decades of record high immigration. December uh, 1923 address, he said immigration levels must not exceed the ability of Americans to absorb new arrivals, that America must be kept American. He said American institutions rest solely on good citizenship. They were created by people who had a background of self-government. Guess who else? Bill Clinton, Theodore Roosevelt, and... Yes? Barack Obama. Whoa! Yeah, I'll share some of that with you coming up. Just hang in there, my friends. Plenty. Plenty to talk about. You're tuned to The Bob Rose Show, along with Greg Cassidy, on a Trash Talking Tuesday. Thanks to Florence Recycling, and you are listening to 97.3 The Sky. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Sean Hannity. Everybody on fake news CNN hates Trump. Three weekdays. But yet one thing they've not been able to accomplish, separating Donald Trump from the support that no other has. On News Talk 97.3, The Sky. Bill Clinton and even Barack Obama were against widespread immigration? What you talking about, Willis? I'm going to explain coming up. It is 822. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show along with Greg Cassidy. Your time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. Enjoy this Trash Talking Tuesday. Thanks to Florence Recycling. So Calvin Coolidge talked about this in the 1920s. All right. Mm. Actually, in 1923, he addressed it. And he said uh, new arrivals should be limited to our capacity to absorb them into the ranks of good citizenship. I'm convinced that our present economic and social conditions warrant a limitation of those to be admitted. 
We should find additional safety in a law requiring the immediate registration of all aliens, et cetera, et cetera, right? But even Bill Clinton, this is what he said. All Americans are rightly disturbed by the large numbers of illegal aliens entering our country. Bill Clinton. Wow. This was, I believe, 1995. All right. The jobs they hold may otherwise be held by citizens or legal immigrants. The public services they use impose burdens on our taxpayers. Taking it a step further, in June of 1995, Clinton proudly endorsed the recommendations made by the U.S. Commission on Immigration Reform, which was chaired by civil rights icon, then Representative Barbara Jordan, a Democrat out of Texas. The commission recommended cutting legal immigration levels in half, admitting about half a million immigrants annually while carrying out an aggressive assimilation process for new arrivals, driving up deportations of illegal Aliens. And then, and then, are you kidding me? Barack Obama? In his 2006 book, Audacity of Hope, then-Senator Barack Obama, uh, who would later win the presidential election in 2008, uh, said illegal and legal immigration must be controlled to not lower the wages of America's working and lower (laughs) middle class. And here we are. The number of immigrants added to the labor force every year is of a magnitude not seen in this country for over a century. And he went on to write in his book, if this huge influx of mostly low-skill workers provides some benefits to the economy, it also threatens to depress further the wages of blue-collar Americans, and it puts strains on an already overburdened safety net. So has anything changed over time from the things that they said that, hey— this pushes low-wage jobs down, it pushes Americans out of jobs, and it overburdens our so-called social safety net. No, all of this is still absolutely true. And Americans, by and far, I mean, the vast majority, they understand uh, what a threat this is. Mm-hmm. Are they still going to vote for Joe Biden anyway in November? Wow. Of course, you know, some will, but I, I here's what I'm concerned about. What is the secret weapon? What is what is the nuclear option of the Democrat Party? They grow increasingly desperate. They have no shame. They've not hidden the fact that these um witch hunts going after Donald Trump are clearly clearly politically motivated and really without legal basis. Yep, they still got a judgment against him for what three hundred fifty million, and when he pays the interest and the penalties, it really will be nearly half a billion dollars, and he has to pay that in some way before he can uh, take it to the court of appeals. What what do the Democrats know that we don't? What is their nuclear option if Trump is still available to run? How could he not win? Yeah. Based on 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 just two things. The diminished mental capacity of the current president, along with his completely flawed and policies that were actually lied about by him and his party, allowing this unfettered illegal migration into the United States. Just on just on that alone. Just on that alone. The Democrats, I wouldn't think, logic would tell me they don't have a chance 
they don't have a chance. Logically, though, you said. Yeah. Not well, necessarily politically. I'm just wondering, I wonder what mm-hmm. they have up their sleeve. And are they constantly working on that right now? Are they in a war room somewhere oh. drumming something else up? Uh, that will hurt Trump. Well, and just on the other side of that coin, because we don't know what they're going to do. You, you, I think you gave the number the other day, some 86% of Americans think that uh, Biden's too old to run. And the latest numbers I that I heard on people who think that they will replace him before the election is in the 20-plus percent number. So people are catching on to that thought, I think, since this report of him being a an old man with a bad memory. Yeah. Is that is that part of is that their nuclear option? Right. How would they go about that? Oh man, too many, so many pieces of that puzzle. You'd think. Yeah. All right. We've got a lot more to talk about on the Bob Rose Show, including um, New York Police Department. A lot of additional in, in injuries uh, due to illegal immigration and how many of them are behaving. It is eight twenty eight, and you're listening to News Talk ninety seven point three, The Sky. Right now, on this sky. We executed our constitutional duty, impeaching Secretary Mayorkas. It's now time for the Senate to do its duty. The allegations are false. As it happens. Failure to support Ukraine this critical moment will never be forgotten. The bill is never really about securing our border, but about securing another's country's border. The news station. Inflation. Prices are still too high. Updates every half hour. Breaking news at once. On News Talk 97.3. The Sky. It's a mess. A mess. A mess. This is Trash Talkin' Tuesday. <laughs> I would love to know what the hell's going on in our country. Me and a wise guy would be a little bit. Talkin' Trash now. It's time to clean it up. Brought to you by Florence Recycling. Satisfaction guaranteed or double your trash back. Clean. Coming clean. News Talk 97.3 The Sky. Doom and gloom, death and destruction. Hmm. <laughs> Faith over fear, my friends. Faith over fear. Uh, it is 8.33. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. Thanks so much for tuning in. We appreciate it. It's also Trash Talking Tuesday, thanks to Florence Recycling. And some of your top stories, uh, New York ruling against Trump is going to have far-reaching consequences. We've dug into that already. Uh, we probably will again further. But it is going to be, I think, devastating to their tax base. And I don't think that you're going to all of a sudden see a bunch of companies uh, you know, just up and leave. Mm-hmm. It'll happen over time. But I can tell you that those that have already checked the box that they're considering it, now they're checking further boxes and actually looking for places they want to relocate to. Good for them. Yeah, yeah. And what's going to be left behind? Well, when, when you erode the business-based taxes, it comes down to the people who are already taxed very heavily. But if you continue to vote for the people that brought you those high taxes, don't expect anything to change unless you change uh, your voting habits in New York. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Also, a big top story is Jumbo Lair. You know, the place where I think John Travolta made famous. Oh, yeah, absolutely. With his residence there. Well, And apparently he's come out via his attorney and said he is not for the expansion of Jumbo Lair. And so there's going to be a public meeting about it at the McPherson Auditorium, 601 Southeast 25th Avenue in Ocala. That is today. Today at 2 o'clock. Public hearing. Today at 2 Don't ask me why they have government hearings at a time where most working people 
or people hmm. with children would have difficulty attending at 2 o'clock. Yeah, it just so happens kids get out of school, uh, yeah, not too long from I'm there. I'm sure it's another coincidence <laughs> yeah. that they do that. Um, yeah. But, no, uh, there are folks that are very concerned that that could uh, change uh, the flavor of Marion County, et cetera. So you got that going on. Whew. Um, and yeah, that's one of your top local stories for sure. And something related to that, I mean, in general, how do we, how do we grow as a state in a way that people who already live here are going to... Maybe enjoy is not the right word, but, you know, how do we how do we make this work to where this quality of life for mm-hmm. those of us who live here continues at a high level while there's still opportunity for growth? Right. To prosper. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, it, and it's a continuing issue, and, and maybe uh, State Senator Keith Perry will have some ideas about it. We're going to have him on as a guest tomorrow at 8. Also, there are some... Um, legislation that's been talked about a lot, this left lane driving, you know, when people are camping in the left lane. Yep. You're going to, um, I think they're going to change the law to where you can ram those people off. Oh, the... good. Finally. No, maybe, about... th- maybe it doesn't uh, go that far. Uh, so close. Yeah, also, I'm, I'm all excited there, Bob. Also, uh, a bill that has to do with kids and guns raising the penalty. You know, you know, kids committing crimes and having guns. Mm-hmm. You would think that is an automatic felony. Well, it it, it hasn't been, hmm. but they're working to change that. So there's some great stuff that uh, State Senator Keith Perry will be talking to us about. That's coming up tomorrow at 8.05. All right. And then there's Russia, Russia, Russia. Oh, my We goodness. still haven't found out who the real Russia is. Are they mm-hmm. – yeah. Is it the Russia – that we're going to have to fight across all of the NATO countries? Or is it the Russia that's barely hanging on using weaponry from 1956? Good Because question. the stories have run the gamut, haven't they? Yes, they have. Uh, and this is a top Putin ally, apparently, okay. warns the West. Um, if you're striving for a Ukrainian victory... There's a warning that that would lead to nuclear strikes on Kiev, Berlin, London, Washington, as well as apocalyptic civil war in Russia with tens of millions dead. But they can't take over Ukraine in two years. Correct. Okay, just checking. Deputy Chairman of the Russian Security Council, uh, Medvedev, who was also formerly the Prime Minister... Uh, and president of Russia in service to Vladimir Putin, he is the one doing the threatening. He is, he's like a known entity. Hmm. He served in the, you know, the highest of positions. He threatened Western capitals with the entire strategic arsenal of Russian nuclear weapons. Medvedev, uh, for whom absolutely no slight is too small to necessitate a nuclear response, <laughs> was speaking of Ukraine's hope to retake its UN-recognized national territory, which in some cases have been occupied by Russia for very close to 10 years even. Hmm. So this guy, I didn't know he was such huh. a uh, hair trigger. Sounds like. Kind of a guy. Man. And... Yeah, so Just wipe everybody out if we don't win this, right? Okay. Well, it, it, wasn't there a time that Joe Biden was calling for getting rid of Putin, and his language was kind of uncomfortable mm-hmm. for the White House and for the State Department, right? Now, 
you'd have to say, really? If this guy was to step in, and I know he's been in power before to some extent, but usually under the control either, you know, directly or indirectly of Putin. Right. But hmm. this guy sounds like he could be bad news. Uh, yeah. All right. The electric vehicle is still alive and well. Mm. However, it looks like uh, Joe Biden, the administration, could be changing some of the mandates and m- maybe lessening some of the requirements. Hmm. Not so strict, not so defining as we push forward in time, because I think they've realized that the market is not, for the most part, open to accepting this, at least not yet. And I I think, for, for, you know, for thoughtful people, that they don't like being lied to. And when everybody was told that this doesn't pollute, that was a lie. And, and it's still oh, yeah. a lie when it's a sin of omission, because you're not talking about the process in which it would take to turn the raw materials into a viable electric car with working batteries and all of that. They lied from the get-go. And I've always told you, I go, if something's a good idea, you don't have to lie. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. And I'm not against uh, electric vehicles per se, but a mandate forcing people to do that, especially when you know two things. We don't have the infrastructure to support the charging of all these vehicles. And China controls 90% of the industry, actually like really a hundred percent of some aspects of the battery manufacturing process. Right. You heard me a hundred percent. Now we're working on changing that capacity manufacturing wide wise here, but it's going to take some time to ramp up and money. And then still we'll only have a percentage of the market. Yeah. Um, there's been some pressure from automakers and labor unions. That's one of the, reasons why he might be backing off some of this stuff. Instead of essentially requiring automakers to rapidly ramp up sales of electric vehicles over the next few years, the administration would give car manufacturers more time. Uh, But a sharp increase in sales wouldn't be required until after 2030, but then it would be. So, you know, there's still a force, a government force, forcing the market down our throats. And if you don't like it, tough. And here's how the, here's what they'll do, and they're already doing it. You see, they make the tailpipe emissions, they, they make those so tough and stringent, uh, if you could even legally, you know, produce or own one of these cars, yeah. it would perform slightly better than your average golf cart. Mm. Which, if you want a golf cart for the reasons most people do, that's just fine. Yeah. But if you want to travel on an interstate highway for certain distances and with a certain level of safety, may not be all that. So I just, Biden backing off of it. It's good. Timed. Of course. For the election. Yeah. Yeah. Monday's broadcast, CNN. Senator Joe Manchin was on. Host Caitlin Collins asked, uh, you also said that, In a president, you're looking for someone who has the knowledge, has the function, and has the ability to bring this country together. Is Joe Biden that candidate? Hmm. 
Joe Manchin said, well, that's the Joe Biden I used to know. I've had this conversation with him and with his people uh, that he's gone too far to the left. They've pushed him and pulled him and whatever. But that's not where America is. That's not where our country is. So I'm hoping that Joe Biden, what we saw in 2020, will be that Joe Biden we see in 2024, if that can be done. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know that you can unwind that. That's a lot to unwind and step back. It really is. And already there there are factions in the Democrat Party that he hasn't done enough for climate change, that he hasn't mm-hmm. done enough for the squad. You know, he's he's too uh, nice to Israel. Yeah. So they right. hate him for that. And now that he's backing off on the EV car mandate, you know, the climate change folks are going to go crazy. So, yeah, I, I, I don't see him. I don't see him coming back from the left. Rarely do you really see that. See, Manchin never took, you know, he didn't he didn't fall for all that. And that's why the people in West Virginia continue to vote for him. But then he finally had to really basically give up on his party. And uh, he went on and said, I'm not endorsing anybody right now. We're going to see what all happens. We've still got plenty of time here. I'm going to do everything uh, I can to help move them back to the middle and show them where the strength of this country lies, where the voting block of the country lies. Yeah, back to the middle. Mm. And who determines what the middle is? Because I can tell you that that, that gauge has changed very much over the years. Moved a lot. Yeah. It's 845. You're tuned to The Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. It is a Trash Talking Tuesday, thanks to Florence Recycling. And there's plenty more to talk about. Nine o'clock stretch is coming up. You're listening to 97.3 The Sky near you. Mark Levin. Our border is wide open because Biden wants to change the country. Six weeknights. Well, how do you fix that? Make it less white, less Christian. On 97.3 The Sky. So the Democrats have unbelievable levels of influence that they wield in the judicial world, like we've seen in New York. With uh, Trump having to pay over $350 million in a case that doesn't have an injured party. It is, it's ludicrous. It's crazy. But that's what's happening. And in Atlanta, going after Trump there. And uh, that girl, Fannie Willis, she's, uh, well, she deserves all the problems she brought upon herself. I'm sorry. But yeah. And again, it's it's all politically motivated. And in the meantime, the rule of law is flouted by illegals and punks and thugs and shoplifters and everything else. And there's no real sentencing for a lot of those peoples in in many jurisdictions. Mm -hmm. And then listen to this, okay? The White House is reportedly extremely upset with the New York Times... What did they do that was so heinous? Did they talk about the uh, illegal immigrants and how Joe Biden was behind it all with executive orders, first day in office? No. No. They're mad because the New York Times published stories that had to do with (gasps) Joe Biden's age. Were they fake stories or inaccurate stories? No. Oh. 
So they don't want the truth. They don't want anybody talking mm. about his age. Okay. So they want to try to elicit some level of control, which hmm. kind of goes against that whole free speech thing. Yeah. yeah if people are that. still familiar with that, as it constantly is being eroded, but it, it's, yeah. it used to be a real thing. Speaking with Reuters Institute for the Study of Journalism, New York Times publisher uh, A.G. Salzberger said the White House told him that the administration is extremely upset about its coverage of Biden's age. Salzberger, however, emphasized that the outlet will continue to report fairly on both presidential candidates. For him to bring that up and admit that, that's huge. That's pretty big in itself. And then for them to try to have that kind of sway, I guess we're not really surprised by it. But it is pretty audacious. It is pretty yeah. gutsy. Well, doesn't it sound almost a little shocking to actually hear it, even though we know it happens. We've seen it happen. But the fact that the White House is going to a major publisher and saying, we really don't want you to do this. I mean, talk about meddling. I mean. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, look, think about if you're, you know, one of the White House staffers and whatever. Right. You've had your way <laughs> yeah. with the media. You've you've manhandled the uh, the media in most cases. Mm-hmm. Especially, you know, the CNNs, MSNBCs of the world and most of your, your network stuff. Yeah, well, they've been in your pocket, so. Yeah, so yeah. they, you know, but once you go against them, they're like, mm. like, how dare you? Yeah. But Salzberger said, we're going to continue to report fully and fairly, not just on Donald Trump, but also on President Biden. Referring to Biden, he said, quote, he is historically unpopular. He's a historically unpopular incumbent. It's true. I mean, you look Mm -hmm. at all the polls, the favorability, all that stuff. He is not doing well. And he adds to it, the oldest man to ever hold this office. We've reported on both of those realities extensively. And the White House has been very upset about it. Hmm. Salzberger, however, clarified that the Times does not regard Biden's age with the same level of caution as former President Trump's five court cases. Really? (laughs) Uh, We're not saying that this is the same as Trump's five court cases uh, or that they are even. They are different, but they are both true. Hmm. Uh, Okay, here we go. Yeah, I mean, they're true. Yeah, yes, it's true. There are court cases against him. Sure. But are they really based in sound law and principles? Or are they on a political witch hunt doing everything they can to destroy their number one political enemy? That's clearly what they're doing. Would anybody think that it would be a coincidence, the word that you don't believe in, that this many cases would come at this point in time? leading into an election and seriously believe that it's not all part of agenda knowing that at least in three of the cases they met with the again meeting with the white house ahead of time yeah the and the thing is if you just just look at the recent case in new york you have an attorney general that ran on the premise she was gonna get trump yeah and they found this archaic law that they've never in the history of new york courts ever prosecuted anybody under this law because it doesn't have an injured party as part of the statute. And I think that's why most never move forward on it. And the Trump overvaluating their their properties or whatever, 
again, there's no injured party. There's no banks that haven't been paid or are upset. There's no taxpayers that have been uh, upset. Mm. The only people that are upset are Democrats in power. Yeah. And they're upset because Trump is winning. And he's going to drain the swamp. And they're running scared. And they're desperate. And that is something to be concerned about. 8.56 on the Bob Rose Show. 9 o'clock stretch is coming up right around the corner. More headlines and uh, things that make you smile within that hour as well. You're listening to 97.3 The Sky.